With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with Dave Oster, or should I say, who the fuck is this guy? According you to the, uh, you should Francisco probably kill yourself. 49ers. Also known yes, as. Yes, that is a great comment. We've been getting some great comments on your 49 I love the video. fans. I love you guys. <laughs> Keep, bring more of that love to me. Well, and we know that we, we get it enough here on the fast break. It's yeah, nice we do. to see it all the way around, especially when they are outspoken as it is. And also, you might be wondering, hey, guys. Is there what, Mr. Sean Anderson? Look, look what side of the table Ricky's on. Dave, it's, it's back to us. Yeah. We're taking over the show again. Sean, yet again. He likes his music festivals. Yep. Two week, I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah. It was Pitchfork. Now it's Lala. Oh, gotta go to Lollapalooza. Oh, no. What do you do if you miss Lollapalooza, Dave? Me and Dave, though, are we are loyal to the fast break We're holding down following, the fort. And yeah, we'll hold down the fort while Sean's on here. We got a great show, guys, lined up for you. Of course, we're talking Kyrie's yeah. in the news. We we can't skip Kyrie. Of course not. Got to talk Kyrie and the Cavs. Then we're going to look at Giannis. And can he win the MVP, Dave? Can he win it next year? We're going to look into it. Don't give you an answer Smart right now. Smart dodge of the last don't, name. Don't want don't to spoil it. Well, i, I got to <laughs> practice it a little bit before we get to that part of the podcast. And then we got a fun one for you. are going to be talking NBA 2K18 because Dave thinks the rookies, more so Fultz and Ball, you think they're overrated. Overrated. You think they're overrated. And we are going to get into that. But let's start right away with Kyrie Irving. And the big news, no news, like it's news, but it's not news when it comes to the Kyrie Irving trade situation Yep, is that... He came out and basically said, yeah, you can trade me to a team, but I'm not going to commit to him. I'm not going to sign a long-term deal. I'm still going to play out my contract and be a free agent when I'm a free agent in two years. Yeah, it's an interesting move. I mean, he, like you said, it's still a two-year contract, but at the same time, he's like, you know, free agency thing. I think I'm going to get involved in that. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame him because, look, free agency is a great thing. In today's NBA, it's like it's choose your own adventure. Like, do you want to go ride the coattails of someone better than you and get it, you know, compete for a championship? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're the man and, you know, doing that gives you a little more leverage over your organization? So I think it's kind of an interesting move, but at the same time, it really does kind of shoot the calves in the foot because now when they try to sell him to another team, it's like, yeah, you get him for two years and no guarantees after that. Like, fingers crossed, no tradesy backsies. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of, in all of this kind of trade discussion and Basically everything that's going on with Kyrie, because there are outside things that are going on along with this. Like what there else are, is going on? There's also that like the wedding thing where Steph Curry was doing the the dance like this to make fun of LeBron in that um, workout video. Who was right next to him at Harrison Barnes' wedding? Kyrie Irving. And right now, I kind of get this weird feeling that he's kind of putting the calves between a rock and a hard place, to where it's like. Well, we could bring you back because teams are not going to trade for you because mm-hmm. exactly like you said, why would I want to trade for a guy and have to give up multiple picks, multiple assets Potentially multiple. just to get him 
on the team because that's what the Cavs are looking for. But also it puts them in that kind of hard hard place, rock place, because it's like, well, you, you know. Between a hard place and a rock. <laughs> you guys know what I was talking about. You guys know. I hard place, right rock place. Come on, guys. But what I'm saying is it kind of puts them where it's like, okay, if we bring them back for the beginning of the year, yeah. things might be okay at the beginning. Like LeBron and Kyrie might come in as professionals, but then it's like, who knows what could go awry Say, but are within they really? a season. I mean, from what we've seen already, Kyrie speaking publicly. Professionals. Yeah, no, I would I'm say, saying, I would, can you? Can you trust the fact that I he and LeBron will both be professional? I would not. Or do you expect there to be a blow-up if they're in the same building at the same time on the I, same team? I would expect a blow-up just because I look at the team. First off, I put Kyrie as the number one blame. Everything that has been going on, he's been the most immature out of this whole Situation. Of he course, is the youngest. Of course, you're sitting there going, "Well, Ricky, obviously, you're not going to say LeBron because LeBron was blindsided by it." But even LeBron is like, blindsided. hasn't been. Well, he probably knew that there was a rift coming between him and Kyrie. But the way yeah. Kyrie's kind of acted about it, it's like, so you want to go be the guy for someone else, but you don't want to commit to anybody. You don't want to. And I feel like there's kind of this. With Kyrie, there's no, like, I'm not going to give anything up for you. Where most trades we've seen where it's like, you see guys, well, okay, if I want this, I got to give up a little something. That's right. how negotiations work. Game. I give, you give, and in the end, you try to be the one that gives the less. But this or is gives the NBA, the least, I should say. and the players have all the power. And that's the big difference. Well, that's where all the star power is. It's with the players, not exactly. the teams. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the NBA is a different kind of beast when it comes to these deals. So... I just think it's it's kind of one of those interesting dynamics where Kyrie, by saying, I'm not going to commit, I don't want to play under LeBron James, and mm-hmm. that, and he recently spoke about you know wanting to be in a similar role as like Dame or John Wall, mm-hmm. where the team builds around him. And we watched that experiment try to unfold early on in his career. You know, he was drafted to the Cavs team. They went out, and the next year was Deion Waiters, mm-hmm. and then of course the awful you know Anthony Bennett draft. Mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson was picked up as well before that, but it's just like. Look, they, they try to build around you. LeBron James came around. Sorry. I, I mean, it's great. We could build this young core or LeBron James championship instantly. So they went that route. I understand. But even early on, he and Dion Waiters clashed right off the bat. It was, no, this is my team. Nope. Dion says it's his team. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that thing where I'm like, maybe it's because he had like a tiny taste, but it didn't go right for him early on in his mm-hmm. career that he's looking around being like, oh, the Wizards, you know, they, they've got three key guys who all came up through the draft together. All signed long term, you know, now they're locked in. Looks over at the Blazers, similar situation. So I kind of start to wonder, I'm like, is he just chasing after this fantasy and being like, I want, I want me to be the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I want the guys to be built around me instead of, you know, being okay with being second fiddle to the GOAT. Well, I won't, I won't even say GOAT because I don't even believe that. But like, <sighs> I just said the, the, blood, the blood pressure you, you almost, out you there. almost you gave me a heart attack, Dave. You know, you know, uh, a very good player I mean, right on, now. LeBron's not even the best two-way player in the NBA, Dave. Michael Jordan. That's, Ky- that's Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's yep. the best two-way Michael Jordan player. taking shots. But, I mean, I kind of look at this kind of in the same sense as you were saying, where I love how you use the word fantasy because— yep. That's truly what it is. Being the guy and being the number one piece, that is truly a More fantasy. More quotes. Well, I, I, I hate to say it, but I look at the Golden State Warriors, and they are possibly the only team right now in the NBA besides maybe the Spurs. So the Spurs and the Warriors are the only two. The Warriors are more on the higher pedestal right, right. than the Spurs in this of 
the Warriors, it doesn't like, yeah, we know Steph is the number one and probably the most popular player on that team, but on that team, you don't get the sense that, like, Clay is jealous of Steph because he's no. the most popular, or Draymond's jealous of Clay or jealous of Steph, or, you know, like when Durant won the MVP, you didn't get like, oh, Steph Curry's jealous of KD because. Curry's the most popular on the team and technically the captain and right. you know Kevin Durant won the MVP. No, they're just happy for each other and happy being a team and then it's the complete opposite with Cleveland where it was clear that LeBron James is here, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving is number 2 and with Kyrie it doesn't sit well. However, I kind of feel like you're being a hypocrite when you're like, "You know what? I want to be the guy for a team." And then a team goes yeah, we want to trade for you, but if you want to be the guy, sign on with us. And he goes, nah, I, I don't want I don't want to commit to anything. I don't want to lock myself down I, to I you. I don't want to commit to anything. It's like, then how are you going to be the guy? No, you— what Well, I think he's hoping that they're going to—in mm-hmm. that two-year time period is a show-me-you-want-me kind of a game, which, again, puts the organization mm-hmm. in a bad place because now they have to prove to this player— that we're committed to you. We're going to make more moves, which is a la LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna, oh, we're going to go out and get all the guys you want us to get. We're going to try to fill in that team around you. And I just feel like again, we're putting an organization at, at a potential risk. Where mm-hmm. if in two years he doesn't want to, if he's like, this isn't working out, I'm done. And then they've got a team of role players mm-hmm. around Kyrie Irving. And what are you going to walk away with? Kyrie will be traded. Like there is no way he hits right. free agency at the end of his no, contract. I, I don't. The only well, thing no, is, I mean, at, at the end of his contract, he probably will hit for agency. No, but I'm saying he's going to be traded before he hits the end. Like yeah. the cap, if it gets to a contract year and we get to the trade deadline of that contract year, there's no way that the cap. Like, un, I don't want to say there's no way because obviously there is a way, but I think that it would 1%. be completely idiotic of the Cavs to let Kyrie walk for nothing. Even if you are like in that year, going, you know what? Give we're me truly, Victor Oladipo. We're truly not winning. <laughs> we're taking Sabonis and Oladipo for Kyrie. So basically, you just trade Kyrie for Paul George. But I honestly think that this year a trade gets done. I don't know if that's before. Like you and me were talking before the podcast, and we jokingly, you jokingly said, "Man, I wish a Kyrie trade would just drop right now. Seriously, just fall right into just our happen. laps." I don't know if it happens in the off season though, because. I wonder if it's kind of a situation like Mello where Dan Gilbert and the Cavs probably think, you know what, let's have this blow over. Once they get into camp, it'll all be fine. Or they're thinking, well, LeBron is going to walk. Once LeBron is out of town, then it's Kyrie's team and this won't be a problem because the main prop, the main problem yeah. in LeBron won't be here anymore. He'll either be with the banana boat or in LA or somewhere that is greener not, pastures. That is not the Cavs, and yeah. I wonder if they can kind of convince Kyrie to stay. Because part of me feels like, yeah, Kyrie, you want to be the number one, but part of me gets an inkling where he doesn't like he doesn't want to play second fiddle to Le- LeBron, yep. but he also doesn't want to be in Cleveland either. Yeah, I almost feel like there's there's a lot of distrust in that ownership mm-hmm. because of you know Griff leaving. That doesn't help, first off. but And like, how they treated the whole uh, GM process. Yep. And, and then, you know, the, the move over kids. LeBron's coming back to town. Mm-hmm. Shoo-shoo, you know. You can help. but uh, Andrew Wiggins, you're gone because we got to bring in K-Love now. Exactly. And I mean, to Kevin appease Love, LeBron. Kevin Love took a smaller role mm-hmm. uh, on this team, and he has not uh, 
been very vocal about it. He he's been pretty professional, and he I actually think he, poked fun at uh, Kyrie when all this went yeah, down. Yeah, I was gonna say, I remember that tweet about it. You know, it's it's, it's peculiar, Dave. It's peculiar. It's a, it's a peculiar offseason. Yeah, um, I, I think it's just interesting that Kyrie has taken. He, I don't even want to say it's such an ego trip for mm-hmm. him to say this, but like it does feel like what are what is your priority when playing mm-hmm. the game of basketball? Are you there? For love of the game, are you there for the money? Are you there to make yourself a bigger brand? Like, mm-hmm. what is his goal? What motivates him? Because everybody has their own thing. Like, yeah. everybody's gonna say they love the game. I get it. Everybody does to an extent. But mm-hmm. like, when you guys are ring chasing, you know, there, there's a different goal there than you know becoming your own guy and establishing yourself. Like, mm-hmm. KD could have gone to the Nets for all I care and been like, "This is my city. I'm taking over Brooklyn." Yeah. Da, 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 da. Or could have went, went home to the Wizards. Could have went home to the Wizards. But then that would have been, you know, You're John Wall, Bradley John Wall, Beal. Yeah. That's a little bit of uh, extra. Mm-hmm. So it's more so the, like, you know, where do you want to go and what are you trying to prove with this move? And for mm-hmm. me, I, I think Kyrie is just so dead set on the idea that he has to prove he's not, you know, LeBron's shadow. Mm-hmm. He can actually accomplish something on his own. And I feel like that has just put, like, some weird chip on mm-hmm. his shoulder, like a cloud over his head all the time that, you know, I, I think it just... I don't think there's a chance that they can hold on to him for two years or for the next year and hope when LeBron leaves that, you know, we'll be all like, yeah, we're good now, right? Mm-hmm. LeBron's gone. We totally like you. You know, we're going to build around you. And I, I don't think that's super likely. I think that just trying to hold on to him for that year is going to be hard. What I would do is by the trade deadline at the latest this year, I would move Kyrie. Yeah. And at the least, what I would try to get, because I'm looking right now in an article where. Um, apparently the Suns have offered a deal where some of the main pieces are Eric Bledsoe, you get Dragon Bender, Dragon Bender, and then you also get, obviously they'd throw picks at the uh, Cleveland first. Cavaliers. The thing was, is, was... would it be just one first, or would Cleveland want more than that for hmm. a Kyrie? Uh, I think Bledsoe, Because really they Bender want Josh Jackson, but the Suns are saying yeah. no. Jackson, Jackson became a hard no for the Suns, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because, again, it's it's a rookie who hasn't played, but mm-hmm. you know some thought before the draft he was the number two overall player. Yeah. Could have been uh, the uh, number one if Boston kept the pick. Apparently, early on we were saying that. Yeah, way early on. Um, no, I, I think it's interesting that that becomes like the linchpin for, you know, we were joking mm-hmm. around listening to uh, Skip earlier today. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, how are you, how, are, how is this guy holding you back from mm-hmm. getting Kyrie Irving? That would be a steal. And I'm like, but is it really? Like, Kyrie Irving, well, an excellent scorer in today's NBA. Point guard is one of the deepest positions in the NBA. We were talking about during our point guard mm-hmm. rankings, like, 1 through 20, and you're happy. Like, 20 point guard deep, and you're still mm-hmm. happy with a starting point guard. And even, like, the 20 to 25 range, you're still not upset. So it's it's one of those positions where... The value, yes, is depreciated because the quantity of good point guards out there is so high. And Josh Jackson, what he could be is something special because this is all about wings and Mm -hmm. positionless NBA. So I think that, yes, well, the Suns are valuing him extremely high. Mm -hmm. They have every right to, but they're willing to give up Dragon Bender, a guy who, you know, one of the youngest players out of the draft last year, and he was hurt, but he looked promising in in limited spurts. So... It's not nothing. Eric Bledsoe, uh, Plus, a, a top pick in you know that draft, mm-hmm. and then another first o- or not first overall, but like uh, another lottery pick. Likely. Plus, let's also be honest. Bender, the whole thing that'd be different from the Suns to the Cavs with him is that right now it's him and Chris. Yep. And they are the same draft class, same kind of starting They're both top point. ten. And it's like you're battling somebody that's on the same plane as you. Or if he got to Cleveland and this trade went through, it would be, yes, I'm under K-Love. K-Love's not going to be here forever. 
I can just develop without having to worry, is it me or that Plus, guy? you can stretch out and be, yeah. you know, a, a, a outside five mm-hmm. if they want to play it that way. They've mm-hmm. used K-Love that way as well. Yeah. So, I mean, the two of them together definitely mm-hmm. spaced out the floor. That, that reminiscent of what LeBron wants to do with the ball. So, I think that's actually not a terrible fit. I mean, a lot of this is kind of hoping on Bender, you know, continuing to develop and hoping that that one injury his uh, first year mm-hmm. hasn't totally, like, set him back. And we're not, like, all the hype kind of gets taken out of your sails after that first year. It's kind of like, you know, Stanley Johnson, Justice Winslow, all these guys mm-hmm. who we talked about, you know, when they came Jeez, out. I was so high on Justice Winslow. When, when they came out, so it was high. like, oh, these, and that's what I'm afraid mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, if you get injured, if you get that setback during mm-hmm. your first couple of years, like, how are you going to continue developing? How can you get over that hill? Mm-hmm. So I think Bender still has a ton of value because he's so young. He's just going to be turning 20 in November. Mm-hmm. So, again, this I feel like that deal on the table for the Cavs is probably as good as it's going to get. I have a feeling like as time goes on, this is going to be kind of like the boogie thing where your your value is only going down from here because the more Kyrie talks, the less you yeah. sort of want him almost. It's kind of, and that's exactly what boogie was. Where yeah. The more he talked, it's like, I don't want that can- that word cancer yeah. on my team. Yeah, I know. And to me, I look at it and I go, you have to do like this. Even if I got Bledsoe, Bender, and a first, I think I would take it right now. Only because, ah, okay, maybe not right now. Only because I still feel, like I said, there's that part that's like, well, maybe they can work it out. However, eventually you're going to have to push that button because... I look at your draft picks, and coming up, you have for 2018 a second-round draft pick. Yeah. You have a second-round draft pick, and that's all you have, and that's according to um, Real GM with the future picks. The next first you've got, it says actually the 2019. For or Actually, you gave that pick up to Atlanta. Right now, the only picks that are your own, pardon me, are the 2019 second-rounder mm-hmm. that you got from Minnesota or L.A., whichever is less favorable, and then 2020 second rounder. Those are the only draft picks so you've they, got. They've got, they've got three no second first. rounders in the next three years. Yeah. That's that's where they're going to bring in talent, rebuild around Kyrie. Exactly. You need. I think you trade Kyrie because let's be honest, you're not keeping LeBron. Yep. Even if you were able to blow the mind or blow the roof off the ceiling, they're the same thing. I get it. I'm trying to say and get Melo to come in, play with LeBron. I think even if you did that, LeBron doesn't stay in Cleveland. I think LeBron is gone no matter what. Let's trade, try to get a first so that we can start. You'd get Bender, who's a young player. You get Bledsoe, who's a veteran who can play point guard for you. He's not that old either. I know. He's still prime. Obviously, it's a step down slightly from Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a different role. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kyrie was your go-to shooter, Mm -hmm. you know, like the dude could light up from outside. Bledsoe isn't a fantastic three-point shooter. I think he was like shooting like 34% last Mm -hmm. year. So, uh, again, it's just like it's a different role, but at the same time, Bledsoe also brings a physicality, mm-hmm. some defense, and, and a little bit of an all-around game where Kyrie just brings excellent scoring and amazing handles. So it, it's different roles, but at the same time, like it's not necessarily net negative because, mm-hmm. again, you're reassuring your future. You have longer-term deals with Bledsoe, with Bender, and then that next first pick. So it's not terrible, but at that point, like, are you building around K-Love? Is K-Love mm-hmm. the... Uh, is he the future for the Cavs team? The, or is Caleb getting shipped too? The only other team and deal that I've heard that I would like if I was a Cavs fan would be the Timberwolves to get Wiggins, Jeff Teague, 
and a pick. Right. Because that, of course, taking place in uh, December. December because of Jeff Teague being signed. You get Teague, who can start at the one. You get Wiggins back, who can be your uh, bright young star. And you get a first-round pick. That's the big thing. Get a young guy who can come in and start for you guys and be the future and get a first-round pick so that you can draft a guy to come in alongside him. Because part of me kind of feels like if the worst thing for Cleveland, best and worst thing Mm -hmm. that could have possibly happened for them was winning that championship. It was the best because you look at it and we finally won a championship. Three years of finals in a row. You got a championship out of it. The factory of sadness finally has a championship. Thanks, Browns, for trying for so many years. But LeBron's got it. It was the worst, though, because I think that ring, as soon as it went on Kyrie's finger, went straight to the head. It went straight to his head. He didn't make the shot. Just exactly. (laughs) His ego inflated like a balloon, Dave. Yeah. And it yeah. just keeps going up, rising like a balloon into the atmosphere. And no. it's, I think Kyrie's starting to think, hey, you know what? I made the shot. I won us the finals. I can do it. When really all of us are saying, look at what you were before LeBron. You weren't getting to the finals. The difference is, though, I mean, he was like 21, you know, 21, 22 before do you LeBron. Think the last three years, take LeBron off this Cavs team. Do they get to the finals with just Kyrie no. and the team they have? No. No, they don't. But still, he, he's 25 mm-hmm. now. I mean, I think that he's a sol- He's a top 10 point guard. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, in all honesty, I, I'd like to see him try to run his own team. And that's no no offense to, you know, his role under LeBron. It's just more of a curiosity now for me because mm-hmm. everybody is so heavily criticizing how it's LeBron's team. LeBron runs his how team and you're a Mike secondary. Brown. And, yeah, and, and so if you put him on a team to be the guy – kind of curious i mean and that's why i want to see the suns thing like mm-hmm. Deb booker is an amazing offensive talent so you have two fantastic shooters on that team nobody's gonna play defensive guard nobody cares mm-hmm. and then you've got a bunch of younger talent as well so like coming in at 25 you're you're the guy on that suns team i legitimately want to see that happen i want this trade to happen to the suns like asap so we can watch how this develops but you're right i don't know if it's going to go down you know in the next week i hope it does but like it just comes down to if Kyrie open keeps opening his mouth, it ain't getting done anytime soon. No, and that's the thing. And I think, like I said, for the Cavs, I think it needs to happen by this trade deadline. Only because I, the thing I feel in my head, and I know this is going to, it's one of those things, kind of like how Cowherd says. I don't know how this is quite going to land. This isn't a proclamation. This is just what I am thinking. Right. I think that the drama in Cleveland, if they go past the trade deadline will be too much and this year we will get a warrior celtics finals meaning the Cavs won't go to the finals because the drama will be too much and i know there's going to be people where that's going to hit and they're going to go well you still have Kyrie on the team they're still better than boston but boston added gordon hayward and they're a team right now that doesn't have this drama and we don't know like i said what's going to happen is some body language thing going to happen between Kyrie, between LeBron this season. So that's where I think I'll ask you one last time. Do you think do you think it happens this year? This yeah. season he gets traded. 100% will happen this season. I th- I think that okay, 99%. What team? I, I think it's the Suns. I think okay. that offer or a very similar offer mm-hmm. will finish it off. I I with Carmelo saying I'm not dropping my no trade clause. Mm-hmm. I I just think that that kind of is the final thing cuz 
if you can't get mellow over there, then you're taking best offer available, which mm-hmm. has been overwhelmingly the Suns. I don't think the Timberwolves are looking to move Wiggins anymore after that five-year extension has been signed. So in my mind, it's down to the Suns or a crazy offer from like maybe the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Even then, that's an outlier. You know, I mean, in the or only- Detroit. Detroit could get or Miami. Okay, so there's some wild cards out there. The Bulls would be the biggest wild card. Zero chance. Could you imagine? Zero chance. Just we'll give you D Wade and like maybe campaign, right? In I what world is that fair value? <laughs> and we'll give them picks too, right? Right, guys. I mean, guys, we're giving them the number me, one right? overall pick this guys, year, right? You're right. Right? We're, yeah. We're, we're giving the rights to Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. That's how this is going to be fair. Do <laughs> you think the Bulls are going to be the number one? Are we, we that could. stupid? We could. We, we are. could be the first Garpacks, baby. Garpacks. <laughs> Garpacks. They got, they got the plan. But this is where Somehow you guys Ricky come has in. turned this into a Bulls talk. <laughs> you guys tell us down below, and I'm quickly getting off of it. Down below, what do you guys think? Is Kyrie going to be traded this season? We're asking it again. And really, what team, should any team, and what team trade for Kyrie and what team will he be going to? Let us know down below in the comment section. But Dave, let's move on into our next topic. And this is one that uh, we saw that was on YouTube on the jump. And uh, we thought, hey, why not talk about it? Because we love talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. See, I didn't do the hard G. Yep. I didn't give you the Giannis. No, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. No Giannis had, here. Had to, had to do it twice because I learned how to say the name. Got to get your money's worth yep. out of those practicing, practicing skills. See, now I can't say simple <laughs> words like practicing skills with saying his name. But basically, we're answering the question of, Dave, next season, could Giannis Antetokounmpo win the 2018 MVP? What do you think? It's going to take another jump. And to be fair, he has jumped every single year mm-hmm. statistically, and he is a huge fan favorite. So I want to say there, there, there's definitely a chance for this. I think it's more likely that it'll be you know the following year, but that's purely because of the you know kind of downturn from Russell Westbrook. We expect mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he can put up another triple double year uh, with Paul George on his team. I mean he'll be close-ish maybe, but still mm-hmm. you know I think there's gonna be a lot of change in this year. So. Give it one more year, and he'll probably be there. But, I mean, come on. Last year he put up, what, 23 points a game, uh, eight boards, almost nine boards a game, and 5.4 assists. So like, he's he's a little bit over Two blocks, one and a half steal a game. Look, across the board, he's a phenomenal player. He gives you a little bit of everything. The biggest thing for him is it's always the, well, what if he develops that jump shot? What if he develops that three-point shot? It's making him an even better offensive mm-hmm. weapon turns him into horrifying because then he becomes something we haven't really seen before because right now he's athletically a monster. He's got the length on everybody. He has really good quickness for his size. So I think just the the physicality overall of him has exploded. And man, I, I want to say, I want to say like, I'll give him a 30% chance. I'm going to say a hard no. Hard no. A hard no. And the reason why, I'm going back right now, kind of mm-hmm. backlogging all the way to the um, Dirk, I want to say the Dirk Nowitzki MVP. from So from the 2007 NBA MVP and looking at it, here's some of the things that I have in common. Last year was probably the only year this did not happen. However, I'm putting an asterisk next to last season yeah. because of what Russell went like. Because of what he did with the triple-double and averaging it through the entire season, the um, breaking Oscar Robertson's record, yep. you knew he was going to win it. You knew he was going to be the 
MVP. I mean, some and that was people Russell Westbrook. voted against him still. Some people did, but let's be honest. We knew as fans that it's like no brainer. Yeah. Russ is going to be the MVP. But I look at everything else. 2016, Steph Curry. That Warriors team, first in the West. The year before that, Steph Curry. That Warriors team, first in the West. Then you look 2014 MVP. The Thunder, second in the West. Then let's go before that. LeBron, LeBron in 13 and 12. Mm -hmm. In the 13 one, Miami Heat, best team in the East. The next year, the year before that, Miami Heat, second in the East. We go even before that. Derrick Rose in 2011, Bulls, top team in the Eastern Conference. It was also a very bad year, Dave. That was a bad one. I know. It was a great year, bad year. But then we got LeBron, LeBron in 10 and 19, Cavs at the top of the conference in 10, Cavs in the top of the conference in 9, go back to 8, which was Kobe Bryant, Lakers, number one team in the West, and then 2007 with Dirk, the Mavs were the top team in the Western Conference. So the way I'm looking at it is since 2007, nearly 10 MVPs, the real question is, are the Bucks going to be a top two seed in the East? The question, or the answer to that is no. Your second question is, is Giannis Antetokounmpo going to average a triple-double and break Russ's season? The answer to that is no. So by answering those two questions, you have the answer to this one. He's not going to be the MVP. I completely disagree with the fact that you think he either has to average a triple-double or he has to be the number two team to win it. Like, just because it hasn't happened that way before doesn't mm-hmm. mean it can't happen now. And I think that voting is changing. The way that players are being valued on their mm-hmm. teams and, and his effect on this team. Look, he went up six points a game last year. Six points a game jump. He could do that again. It could be crazy. He could put up 28 a game. I mean, why not? If he puts up 28, 10, and 6, are you really going to be like, nah, nah. He's not, he's not good enough. 20, 10, the, and 6 isn't good enough. If you're the fourth, and especially With this year. With two blocks and an assist and a half. Especially this year, if you put up those numbers and you're fourth in the East, get out of here. Get out of here. You're not this in the This upcoming discussion. year. Yeah, because the East is going to be so weak. So it's going to be if you're How the, does it matter if, that, if the East is weak? If you're, does it matter that Russ just got absolutely stomped on by better teams no, in the West? What no. I, what I'm saying is if you're going to put up great numbers, yeah. but then you can't bring in a weaker... I'm looking at just the East now. In a weak East, probably the weakest Eastern Conference that we have seen in ever, it's basically. It's star power. Let's put it this way. If you're the fourth best team in the East, because right now, let's be honest, we the Cavs and Celtics are fighting it out for one and two. And right now, based off the of last year, it's the Wizards. Yeah. So maybe even, like, I expect the Bucks to sit around four. They could even be the five, depending on how the Raptors, the Raptors do. do. Yep. I just I do not see an MVP coming from a team that is less than top two. Not even maybe like top three. I say you can Russ argue. got it. Top three. Well, like I said, look at what Russ did. Yeah, the average like for Third, the first time I say ever, thirty ten and ten versus twenty eight ten so and six. Basically, he's going to have three blocks. He's going to have two. a historic season. That's the only way he wins the MVP. I'm just saying I don't expect the performances from this year to be repeated by Russ mm-hmm. or Harden. So I think that individual stats from other guys, because they're all pairing up, mm-hmm. is not going to go up. I think he's got a shot going forward. 
of being a standout stud because the East is now primed for new all-stars, mm-hmm. new guys to step in and fill that role of becoming a superstar. Giannis has the fan support in Milwaukee. He's exploded out nationally to like become one of the favorites. And I think right now it's like in the East, we talked about it. it's LeBron James, it's John Wall, and mm-hmm. I think it's Giannis. I think those are your three best players in the East. So I, I see no reason why he can't compete for it. I think, yeah, it's going to take another large step, but up to this point, he's not proven that he hasn't proven that he can't do that. Like, all he's done is get better over his career. If he can figure out how to shoot more than, you know, 30% from three, then he's dangerous. Then he's even more dangerous. If he can learn to get that jump shot down pat mm-hmm. so he has a little bit more of that outside game, we're, we're looking at something special here, Ricky. And that's, that's the only argument I I'm mean, making. The thing that, and I'm not going to say that he has a 0% chance. Obviously, no, you said zero. You said there's no discussion here. Okay. If he, unless he okay. has a triple double or I've they got, win the East, he is not even in contention. I've got maybe. I'm going to say four people You're gonna right now. You're going to backtrack on me? Four people that I have that could win the MVP. If you want me to give a top five, yeah, I'll yeah, give, give a top give five. Yeah, give it, give it. I think we all my number, My number one is going to be LeBron James. It's always LeBron James. He's always You argued he should have been the MVP this year. Yes, should have been wrong, the MVP. You're wrong, but you argued it. Because of um, his stat line with the, what, 5-5 five, five, and oh, then sorry. shooting over 40% from the field. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Guess who, guess who else did that? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Giannis. Yeah, Giannis did that with 22 Almost nine, five and a half, and he shot. Uh, let's let's check it out. Fifty-two uh, percent. LeBron's team was also, and I'm falling back to it. And you're going to say, "Well, Ricky, it's a crutch." No, but it's true. He, LeBron's team was also the best team in the East with two other All Stars on his team. Ex- that's not the case, though. We're not looking at an MVP going. Who else is on his team? Well, I mean, we did. We're, we're I mean, Steph at, Curry. Like when we look at an MVP. Especially who's been just, an MVP on a garbage team? Just think of the out, out of that on list. A garbage team? Yeah, yeah. Give, give, give I me mean, one where there wasn't another All Star on the team. I mean, just look. Looking back from what yep. we had, the Warriors obviously had the they have Clay and Dre. They have Clay and Dre. Durant had Westbrook. Yep. We had LeBron in Miami. Obviously, oh yeah, had the no, big no three. help there. Derrick Rose when he won it. Had Joe, what, Joe Keem? Joe at that time was good, but not a uh, defensive player mm-hmm. of the year. You know, and that I mean, he became. Luol Deng was pretty good for that Luol Bulls Deng team. was good, yeah. I mean, you look at LeBron when he was on the Cavaliers, then Kobe's Lakers, Dirk and the Mavericks, probably maybe Dirk and the Mavericks, and then maybe the two Steve Nash years. Steve Nash arguably shouldn't have won those yeah, anyway. Well, it wasn't one of them. Should have been Shaq. Should have been Shaq. Yeah, should have been Shaq. So maybe since 2005 and 2006. We got, we got one guy. And before that, it was Kevin Durant on the Timberwolves. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, It's not that you know we're saying that mm-hmm. one guy can't win. I'm just saying, look, if he can put up those numbers without amazing supporting cast. And yeah, Jabari Parker coming back from that injury could be really good again. I have high expectations for him, but I am still certainly concerned. But this is a Bucks team that has been just getting better under Giannis, and I think mm-hmm. that they're. I think he's just the focal point. And because you're pushing that position, it's like our earlier talks about Lonzo Ball. Why do we have him as rookie of the year? Because look, the Lakers are going to use him in every possible way. They're going to get the most out of him, and he's going to run everything offensively for them. It's the same way with this Bucks team. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to run a lot of this game through Giannis, and it's been super successful. And I think it'll even get better if he can continue to grow his shot. Like that's why I'm like confused. I'm like he's put up, he'll put up the right numbers just because you're saying you know maybe not a maybe not a top two team, maybe not a top three mm-hmm. team in the East. 
but he could still be a phenomenal transcendent player for that one season, I, I think it's worth a stab. I think it. I think there's a percentage. I think it is a higher percent the longer he plays. I'm not I, saying next year is his best chance. I'm just saying he's got a chance. Let's and I'm even looking at this. I mean, I went back even further. So yep. the two Steve Nash years, absolutely. The '06 MVP. The Suns were the second best team in the West mm-hmm. with 54 mm-hmm. wins. The '05 year, they were the best team in the West. The um, Kevin Durant year, or not Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett year, the T-Bulls were the best team in the West. Then the 03 and the 02, which were both Tim Duncan, and I know the Spurs, you could say, had a team around him as well, but also the best team in the West one year, second best behind the Kings. That was the one where the Kings should have went to the um, finals if the uh, refs called a fair game, but... Still a top two team. <laughs> and then in 01, Allen Iverson, his 76ers, best team in the East. So, yeah. I mean, that's the big thing. I hate to keep bringing it up because I know what like what you're saying. And I think Russ kind of proved it this year. You don't was, have to be a winner to be the best player. But you have to. But also LeBron James proved because you came out with a great point that Giannis did the same thing. LeBron did, and I was a- advocating for LeBron. Yeah, I mean, to LeBron did with, tw- with more points, yeah. but at the same time, it's like Giannis can mm-hmm. do very similar number or mm-hmm. stat lines to LeBron, except even better defensively. So uh, that's where my thing is like, and that's the reason say, why, like you you brought up, yeah, voting is changing, and I think a lot of voters are going to take in mind the East, and they're going to yeah. say, wait a second, you did this, you're great and all, but. You couldn't be even. You couldn't even be the third best team in the East. I think you got to look at the East, and you still respect. I do. You, do you not respect the Cavaliers? I, the Cavaliers. Do you not respect the, the Celtics? Celtics? They're the only two. Do you, do you really? The Wizards. You're They're giving no credit two. to the fact that John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otto Porter the together. Wi- the Wizards will probably be the third best team this year. Lose to either the Cavs or the Celtics. Yeah, and that's They're still how a it's very be. good team. It's also, though, if you are the MVP, you should be able to bring your team and You're, make it better. Oh, oh. Well, should be I, able to I, make like it better. like somebody did last year? Yeah, like Russell Westbrook. And where, where'd he finish? He finished, what, they finished sixth? Sixth overall in the West, I want to say? Yeah. Not, they fin- not so great. That, like I'm saying, the West year, you, I'm not saying it's totally 0%. There's uh, some chance that Giannis can win the MVP. Me, personally, I don't see it because... I look at you could say the Bucks team. Look around them. Yeah, they have pieces, but is it enough to transcend Giannis into or Giannis into? Oh, I caught myself. I said the hard G. Um, Giannis into the pantheon and into the top three in the East. I just don't think so, and I think that that is going to hold him back from winning the MVP because we're going to look at teams like. The, if the Cavaliers win the win the East, LeBron James will be obviously in the front running. Let's be honest. LeBron James could sit out games, and he won't be in the front running. You could look at the Celtics, and, I mean, Gordon Hayward could maybe be in the running for an MVP. Goose egg. I will, I will call it right now. The Celtics. Maybe we look at John chance. Wall. Maybe John Wall's in the running for the MVP. Or look at the entire West. The West could break it this year. Russ could be back at it. Yep. James Harden could be back at it. You look at Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, they could be back at it as well. I just I feel like Giannis, there's too many people that are going to 
not necessarily like have better stat lines overall. Yep. Obviously, like I said last year, no one was beating Russ's stat line with the triple doubles. Absolutely. But I think looking into it, voters are going to say, you know what? Let like last year was almost an anomaly yep. to me of like no one's going to average a triple double this year. Obviously, Russ. Russ, I don't think so because now he's got PG with him, and that's going to take. Well, maybe he can average. A He'll triple have double. Shots. He'll I, have less shots. Scoring's not the problem with Russ. It's he won't re- have a 30 rebounds, point. Rebounds is the thing yeah. that I'm worried about with him right. going into this season. Well, it depends what kind double. of a scheme they run. I mean, mm-hmm. if they run it where they want the point guard to rebound to get the offense moving mm-hmm. quicker, that's still an option for them to do. But I do think Paul George will soak some boards for him. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the hardest part for him to get, so fair Jam- enough. James Harden's the interesting one in this conversation because you mentioned earlier I don't see – you're like, I don't see James Harden having the right the same season. Yeah, because Chris Paul. It's going to be interesting how Chris Paul plays into it, because Chris Paul could make James Harden better to where he doesn't have to. I think to... Chris Paul and James Harden are both going to average 10 assists a game? No, I think that then it's not I think Chris Paul is going to average the more assists, Yeah, and it's going to be feeding James Harden, yeah. which is only yeah, going to help his numbers. Guard. Yeah, and obviously you look at Stephen Durant, the only thing that you look at from this past year was this year Russ being so good, or was it Durant and Curry being on the same team and them kind of taking away oh, thought, stats from each they other? Did. They definitely did. And you, you can look at just the pure mm-hmm. shot attempts of Curry and Durant this year and see why. But at the same time, they were more efficient. But guess what? NBA has become a much more efficient league, but it's not mm-hmm. always rewarded by awards. Yeah. So I, I think at the end of the day... Giannis is going to stuff that stat line. Like he can do a little bit of everything, and, and if he develops that shot, he's the scariest player in the NBA. The thing is, is like you said, is he going to be able to take this team with Brogdon, Middleton, Parker, and, and Thon, and really take them to that next level? Can mm-hmm. they overtake the Wizards for the three seed or the Raptors? I mean, I don't want to describe the Raptors totally. Mm-hmm. I just don't see them being able to jump over that hill. Yeah, could happen though. So. I don't want to rule it out. I think that as time goes on, he'll have a better chance. I think he hasn't hit his peak yet. I think that 2018, 2019, Mm -hmm. like, it will only go up from here. Here's the thing I want to put out there. The question was, was he going to win an MVP in 2018? Yep. My answer to that, like I've been saying, is no. However, he's got a shot shot to win an MVP in his career. Like, if you asked me, could Giannis win an MVP— before he retires, I'd say yes. Because as he gets older, and obviously LeBron's not going to be here for much longer, the whole Warrior thing, we'll see if we put them, yeah. if they can keep it together. Five years ago today, mm-hmm. I mean, look at the state of the NBA versus yeah. now. Like You can say, oh, the NBA, it, there's no competition, mm-hmm. this is all garbage. Like Five years ago, we were talking about an uh, entirely different NBA. This mm-hmm. Warriors team didn't even exist in the state they're yep. in. We're talking about the Heat are dominant. We're talking about the Thunder being, mm-hmm. you know, oh my God, they're set for championship contender for mm-hmm. the next like half decade. Like, come on. And then just split other thing. And Let, Spurs let's are put just it this way. there. Let's put know? it this way. Just this upcoming year yep. to next year, just the 2018-19, he, like, I think he has a better chance of being the 2019 MVP than he does being the 28 That's MVP, what I've been saying. only because the Cavaliers, if you lose LeBron, you trade Kyrie, whoop, you're falling down. But the East gets worse then. You're falling down. But honestly, if I'm you're if you're a top two team in the East, like, yeah. that's what I feel like. Like People are going to look at, if you're top two in the East 
and have the numbers to back it up, people will go, yeah, sure, MVP vote. But after you start falling, like three, they might look at it and go, well, okay, maybe anything after three. I think voters will look at it. it. Just saying. Voters will look at it. But do you see Giannis putting up numbers anywhere near a – like and part of of that was the kind of – I'll call it the record hype. Yeah. Of if take the Oscar Robertson situation yep. out of it, and we're not talking about say he that. goes tw- say he goes thirty nine and ten. Yeah. But oh my god. But he still gets the, um, or I'd even say the let's say he averages a triple double on the season. Yep. But he doesn't. We don't talk about the Oscar Robinson thing. Robertson and yeah. Robertson. Yeah, and it's he doesn't get the record. I think then if we're not having that hype around it, it's like well, you know what. How good of a season is it's Russ incredible Hill. still exactly like, it was a great season. I feel like I have to like drill this in people's head. Like why are we acting like a triple double is good? No, no, no. I'm not making that debate. I'm just saying yeah, the just, you know the Oscar Robert like the chasing the whole chasing because even look at baseball back in the day when we were like six, seven, eight years old. The great race between Juice. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa to see yep. who can hit and Four who can break the re- record fast enough. Everyone bought into it. You watched Cub and you watched Cardinal games, especially when they played each other, yep. just to see what was going to happen. And then Barry Bonds and, shit on them both. Yeah, Barry Bonds. But I'll still remember, and this is sidetracked, but I'll bring it up anyways, Mark McGuire doing it against the Cubs, doing it against Sammy Sosa, being the first one. And then Sammy did it, and then uh, Mark McGuire finished ahead of him. But that's what I think with Russ. With, because he was chasing that triple-double kind of helped the mystique of that season. Not yeah. saying he didn't have a good season, Dave. The triple-double is fine. It's good. Gets me fired you up don't when people it, disrespect the triple-double. Don't double. have to blow a gasket on the triple-double. There was just a mystique to that, and that's why I put the asterisk Definitely got to, the ESPN hype. It got mm-hmm. a lot of the general media talking. I will not disagree to that. And this is where I want to I get what you guys have to say, because Dave and I have talked enough on the MVP what do you guys think? Could Giannis Antetokounmpo had to oh, say it one more time? Gold star for this had guy. To, had to say it one more time. I practice. I practice, guys. Could he be the MVP this upcoming season? And give us why. Do you buy into the has to be a top two team in the conference? Do you think he can do it while being the fourth team in the East? That's the one I, I want to hear from those people the most because I don't think he could do that. Let us know what you guys think, though, down below in the comment section. But, Dave, let's move into our last topic, and this was one that we usually don't talk about this stuff here on the Fast Break. Well, not on the Fast Break. Usually it's like, hey, video games, let's save that for the Rick and Johnny podcast. But because it's Johnny, we can't talk about Madden, we can't talk about 2K, we can't talk about any sports game, because Johnny, sports, that's all he knows. He's sports ball. And um, we're talking NBA 2K today, and the reason why is Dave was going through an article before we were recording, and he's like, Ricky you got to get a load of this. This is complete BS. Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball are ranked 80s, 80s in NBA 2K18. Before I give my opinion, Dave, rant a little bit. Why are you so upset that Fultz and Ball are rated 80s in NBA 2K18? Sure. So 2K18, what I I want to start off here with Mm -hmm. is the fact that all of these ratings seem a, a tad bit out of reality, just a, t- just a touch out of reality. And understand, you know, every player is great. Everybody is, you know, a fantastic player in their own right. But that, doesn't, but that doesn't mean that every player 
is, you know, a 75 and up. Like, uh, in my right mind, there's a big difference between LeBron James and the bottom of this league. I understand that, yeah, we're only using, like, from 60 ups. Like, and 60 ups don't even make teams. 60 mm-hmm. ups are, like, the, the, the kids who get no names. There's and, a yeah. few 50s. Well, yeah, okay, so there's some In 50. free agency. But that's that's the point, is, like, you in the NBA, mm-hmm. you know, in the old older games, it was like, oh, you know, from 70 to 79, those are the guys who are going to fill out your bench mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe maybe young stars developing. And then the 80-pluses were all all-stars. And, you know, really, and they stood out pretty heavily. And now we're just tossing out to a rookie before he plays a game, an 80, day one. Day one hasn't played a game, and he's getting an 80. And that just kind of bugs me because I turn around and I look, and I'm like, yeah, but I, I, I'm seeing D'Angelo Russell. You're giving him an 80? I mean, that's not – I'm not trying to overhype D'Angelo Russell, but I'm trying to say, like, at the same point we're saying the guy who's been in the league for a couple years mm-hmm. performed pretty well and and, and now is going to take off a little bit with this Brooklyn team, same, same level as uh, the, these two rooks who haven't played a game. I just feel like the rating is just a little high. It's out of touch because what, what LeBron James is like 105, 106 now. Like how? Are we, I how think he'd be this? the only player that I'd put at a perfect 100. I mean, he was a 99 mm-hmm. in like 2K14 or 13, mm-hmm. um, and he was broken. Like I get it. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant in this Kevin year Durant is, is 96. 96. Uh, Steph is 94. Paul George 91. Cat 91. Cat 91 is scary. Mm-hmm. Cat 91 doesn't play defense. Mm-hmm. So like that's all offense. Like, but the I just NBA feel like, don't play defense. Yeah, they do. Overall, the NBA doesn't play defense. There are a few players that excel Say, at defense. Yeah, but he's like Kawhi being one literally of the, best the worst player in the game. Got to throw that out. Second Thanks, time Jordan. The, second time in the podcast. Got to throw that out. But like, I'm I'm just saying like it seems very top heavy. Mm-hmm. And, and another one like if we're putting Joel Embiid and Devin Booker 86s, one guy who has played 30 games in three years, as Sean loves to remind mm-hmm. me, and the other one who has you know. A, a very good offensive player with zero ability to play defense mm-hmm. at this point, zero proven ability to play defense. Like we're putting them at eighty sixes right now. Eighty? Are you kidding me? Eighty six? Is that about eighty six? Is like a first team, second team, third team All NBA? Are you telling me the difference between Kyrie Irving and ninety and Devin Booker eighty six? We're saying four point difference between Kyrie Irving and Devin Booker. Are you are you crazy? Like. I feel like I'm cra- I'm taking crazy pills here. Paul gonna, George is a 91. I'm gonna speak some. I'm gonna speak some logic to you because right now there, there is no logic. Well, this, all, this whole system. No, 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 is no, no, no. There, there is logic, and the reason being is right now all I've heard is I'm gonna. I, if I were to describe you, Dave, you're a basketball purist, meaning you love the game, you love watching the game, you look at the ins, you look at the outs. Everything that you were explaining says that to me. The thing that you didn't say, and this is where I'm coming from, and this is a mm-hmm. broad base. First off, on the rookies, just because that's what this is about, I don't have a problem with them being 80s right now. Seriously. Only because of, you saw, I get it was Summer League. I, I get it. However, you saw what Lonzo was able to do in the Summer League. You also see the hype bet- between him and Fultz coming into this year. And usually with these opening ratings, they're usually a little higher, and the reason being is they do do the kind of throughout the season, like they modify the rankings based on how people are playing, and like, right. okay, we need to modify and this, modify that. I do like the fact that. that they do keep up to date with that. They got to sell games, though, Dave. How do you sell games? You overrate everybody. You have everyone in the top end because now some kid in Brooklyn can sit there and go, D'Angelo Russell's an 80, I want to buy this game. You think that L.A., like, there are people in L.A. that would buy 2K18, but you don't think they're going to sell more copies now just because Lonzo's an 80? And all those people in L.A. that are Laker fans because they flipped their Clipper jersey 
inside out, not all of you, just some of you, uh. flipping that Clipper jersey inside out, are not going to want to go and play with the new rook of Lonzo Ball. And look at Philly. Heaven. The 80 of Markel Fultz and now what 86 you, what, for Embiid and, and Ben you, Simmons will be somewhere in between. And you get to so you play, got like three all-stars on the team already. You get to play with that team and try but to bring like them to a championship. This is like Timberwolves bad last year. you remember the Timberwolves mm-hmm. last year were like the third best team in 2K? I had them as the eight seed, I think. But no, no, in, in 2K they were yeah. like the third best team. Yeah. Like ratings wise. wasn't it Cat that tweeted something about it? It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, okay, I understand from your point of over it, everybody, we you sell more sell games. games. But like... I just feel like that kind of it, it ruins the fun because there there is a much mm-hmm. larger gap between these players than you know a couple of digits will answer to, and that's that's the thing that I get caught up on. I'm like, we're saying that Paul George is you know five points better mm-hmm. than uh, a guy in his second year. Like, really, really, Paul George and Devin Booker are that close? I, I'm sure that everybody in the world sees it that way. Mm-hmm. No, no, this is crazy, and that's what kills me. Is like, look, I love the hype for rookies, but you gotta have them earn something. Start them off at like seventy five. 78 tops. Mm-hmm. Like I'm only asking for a couple points off the top end So kind of like what Madden does. I, I don't think you can start them both. Like, 75 even for me, I think, is ideal. Like I want, I'm want. i trying to think in Madden. I think everything there, needs to shift down. Has I, there been a rookie that was like an 80 in Madden? Was it like, maybe, I don't even know if Jameis and Marcus um, were I don't know. 80s. But here's the thing, and I, I want to say this. I told you before the segment that oh i don't need my laptop for this yeah and i closed it and obviously something popped into my head and i'm like fuck i should probably have my laptop (laughs) open but here's the thing and i am right now looking at oh i'm trying to look for nba live ratings and if these are anywhere to be kind of said for anything the ones that i have here and Take this with a grain of salt because I don't know how great this source is in 2KMTCentral.com, mm-hmm. the forum section. But Steph Curry, 94, Clay Thompson, 90, Kevin Durant, 94, mm-hmm. Draymond Green, 90, Thabo, um, 78, huh. J.R. Smith, Wait. 79. Thabo Sevalosha is mm-hmm. 78. Kevin Love, 87, Tristan Thompson, 83, Kyrie Irving, 93, LeBron, 94. So LeBron, Steph, and KD are all on the same level at 94, apparently. I, I still think that's just – it just seems super overrated. Like, the the whole thing. Like I just think, A, the balance in the game has got to change a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. that's more of a 2K problem. But, like, even – like, you play uh, the NHL games, right? I used to, yeah. Tell me in those games, how how, how high were they? Like, it was um, pretty big spread. And 70s were actually valuable well, players. I mean, in 2K, now 70s are trash. Well, 70s were – then the thing with – Hockey that was different was usually, unless it was a franchise that I was able to whittle my way through trades mm-hmm. and get the first three lines at all 80s, most of my 70 guys were four, third, fourth liners. Wow. Where they were, it was mostly because I think of the Hawks teams that I had. No, but I mean, I, like you start on a team that is, you know, an average team in the league. Mm-hmm. Now tell me how many 70s are in your, your starting and Probab- your second lap. Probably maybe if depending on the team. To start a team, yep. If it's third, fourth line and maybe some of the second if it's a really bad team. Yeah. If it's like a really bad team, you got a ton of 70s on that team. Maybe like one or two 90s. Maybe your goalie and someone, one of your forwards is a 90. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's if you're starting like bottom of the league and you have to, you want to build somebody up. And the thing with the I'm NBA, saying like the thing with the NBA games that I think of is 
I mean, I kind of want to say do ratings even matter? Yes. Only because, I mean, the NBA games, and this is the reason why Mm -hmm. I kind of stopped playing them, it was the fact that it was so easy for me to take a bad team and in a year trade and just get every fucking first-round pick that I could so that I get the first five picks in the draft, boom, I've got my starting lineup, and I eventually win, like, five titles. Because rookies are... They always mm-hmm. overrate the rookies going into that game, and that's what I hate. Like, all like, I need to do is grab LeBron. Like, it was really like a maybe 75-25, whether I'm grabbing LeBron or not grabbing LeBron, because there was a 25 chance. Yep. He's like, I want to play for the Suns. And you're like, I'm the Lakers. <laughs> you don't want to play for the Lakers. You want yeah, to I mean, play there, for the Yeah, I mean, there's some Suns. game logic that's wrong there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just, in my mind, it's kind of hilarious because it comes down to, like, okay, so let's look at let's take a look at the second year players mm-hmm. and the third year players and the fourth year players from where they dropped off from their rookie mm-hmm. year, where they were up here, and then like oh, Justice well, Winslow, mean, look at, yeah, you look went at down. What you said in the past, KP down. Like, well, it's the just, past one that you played, I think was sixteen. Yeah, how you were able to take Greg Oden off a of free I think agency that was in 15. and make him like a what upper seventies, low eighties player? Oh no, no, he, he he would go straight to like eighty four. Okay. I think Greg Oden by default within two yeah. years would be an eighty four, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just like the guy with no knees. Yeah, the man who can't he doesn't deserve to be on a basketball mm-hmm. court. But it's just kind of stupid the way that some some of the stuff is written up because take a look at you know the rookies from two K fifteen. Where mm-hmm. were they in sixteen? Where are they in seventeen? Mm-hmm. They vastly overrate all these rookies. And I get it, it's a lot of hype going into the season. Yeah, they tweak it throughout now, but it still just seems like a a, a cash grab almost in my mm-hmm. mind. Like this is just it, it, I don't want to be devalued because I'm clearly hyped Dave, up about this it's game. It's clearly a ca- cash grab. I can't wait to play 2K. I seriously can't wait to play the game. But still, it's just <laughs> like you were just it. telling me, like, I can't wait to stream this. Oh, we are. For, we're going to stream some for 2K the viewers, for you guys. And now you're saying. But it's I'm cash frustrated grab. At, at what they're doing because it, mm-hmm. it does. It, it hurts the. I want to say like, like the purity of the game. And that's stupid because that's it's a video game. Mm-hmm. But I guess I've hit that point of yeah. like. I'm an old man, but at now? the end, it's a video game. It's Dave. a video game. I shouldn't be that upset about a couple mm-hmm. point, a couple ratings points, but I feel like it's a slap in the face to experienced players. Like Dwight Howard's an 81. Mm-hmm. You can put Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball at 80, and Dwight Howard well, at 81. I mean, Dwight he's Howard's older. still a double double machine. Yeah, but he's old, and 81's not bad. Give the man some respect. No I mean, it's like Kobe 81. Bryant was before he retired. He was still an upper 80s. No one's saying 81 is bad. The no, thing no, that, we are. The thing because that, we're putting rookies who haven't played a game there. We're saying and 80 that's is what, bad. And that's what the point of the argument is. You're not upset that, like, a Dwight's at 81. No, I'm upset, You're upset that, that Ball and Fultz are we've 80. We've moved the bottom up, mm-hmm. and that's my problem, because I feel like there's a lot of players who should be in their 70s, mm-hmm. and, and rightfully so. But I feel like we're just like, no, the bottom line just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. Everybody's amazing. Is that what we're going to tell each other? Like, is this the everyone gets a participation trophy? You're all great players. That's mm-hmm. what I feel like. Honestly, it just kind of is like, this is stupid. Like the, you said, because you can just spin a team around in a year with rookies. And the thing that I'm looking at right now, and hopefully this EA article brings me to it, the game that I would compare it to is Madden. I know it's a different sport. I know no, you've yeah. got tons of them. But here are some of the rookies coming into Madden and how they can compare to a 2K. Miles Garrett. 83. You got O.J. Howard, 82. Leonard Fournette, 81. Jamal Adams, 81. Christian McCaffrey, 81. Those are the top five crazy. rookies rated in Madden. With the honorable mentions, Delvin Cook, who is a second rounder, is an 80. Delvin Cook, who is a second rounder, is one point off of Christian McCaffrey, 
and one point off of Leonard Fournette, who are both top 10 picks in the draft. Also, John Ross, who ran the 4-2-2 in the 40, he is ranked at a... Oh, is it not going to tell me? Is it not going to tell me? It's not going to tell me his rating. Right. It doesn't have it, but it mentions his name. But like, but I mean, like even Anthony look at Davis came in seventy-eight. LeBron mm-hmm. James seventy-eight. Yeah, like that, uh, seventy-eight should have been the top end, and I feel mm-hmm. like even that is like still really high. I just it feels to me that you know we're moving up the bottom end just to make people happy. Well, and that makes me angry because it because it's it's, it's it's a slap in the face to the experienced players in the NBA. It's not moving. It's not realistic. Well, what, it's I'm not asking. Game, it's not I realistic, say, I know, I know. but. The thing that let's be honest, and the reason why I think like even like in the Madden Madden ratings, why mm-hmm. the rookies some of these are so high, is because I look at it and I go, when I buy a Madden game, what's the first thing I do with my franchise? Who's my favorite rookie? Can yep. I trade for him? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Who's right. my favorite rookie? Can I get him on this team? And I'm gonna do it. Who can I trade? Let's be honest. I would usually pick the Bears. Just so because the game weirdly valued Jay Cutler as a quarterback. <laughs> so I could trade Jay Cutler for almost any rookie I want. I had to put in picks too. So I had to give up some firsts to get this rookie. Yeah. But let's be honest like trading Jay Cutler in a first for the rookie I like in a fourth, I'd take it all day. Andre Drummond was an 89 in 2K16. Mm-hmm. Dragic was a 78 mm-hmm. in 17. A 78. I mean, it's just. It's it's I I'm so hung up on this. And I understand it's a game. Yeah. This is a fun conversation, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Just, gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna get over it. I just it. don't see the pro. I don't see the problem. I hope they balance it quickly because. Well, I mean, it's. I look at it and I go, it's really. I know you want to see the balance because you're like you know what I want to see it like the NBA, but do you really want to? Do you want to see it to where the East is basically? a crapshoot, or would you rather have them rated a little higher and in 2K, huh, my Eastern Conference, although it has less star power, the records and stuff are fairly similar to the Western Conference. Yeah, you might get some of the teams in the Western Conference are closer together, yeah. but the records in the East are better. So it's not like one side is vastly just overweighing the I'm other. I'm just saying, if AD couldn't get an 80... And he was mm-hmm. like one of the most hyped prospects, like that I can remember at least in, mm-hmm. in our time before LeBron James. Like after LeBron, it was Anthony Davis. He was mm-hmm. he was the next biggest thing because of you know, excuse me, his his skill set, and he didn't even get an eighty. So like, how are we just now? Like, yeah, point guards eighties. Yeah, we'll just mm-hmm. throw them out. Like he won eighty, you get an eighty. Ricky, yeah. if you if you were in two K eighteen, what what would you be? Would you be I'd a seventy nine? I think you'd be a 79. I think I'd be a I think 65. you're this close to Lonzo Ball. I don't think – don't try to – don't put me in the same ballpark as Lonzo no, I mean, you got, you got the Isaiah Thomas height game going for you? I do. I do. Um, I do. I so think I mean, I have who, the, who's to say? I think I'm what, about three or four inches off from Russell Wilson as well? Yeah. Russell yeah. Wilson and Drew Brees? Yep. So is, I mean, that, is that three inches? Are they 5'11", 5'10"? Uh, yeah, 5'11", is Russell Wilson. Let's tell themselves they're six yeah, foot. Yeah, I'm about three inches. I'm a three inches off of uh, – Russell Wilson, if I wanted to go play and play quarterback in the NFL, yeah. but I mean, I'm just saying, make him earn it. I don't care if after a old month, old man of, Dave, you got to earn it. You in do. This Get off my lawn. After a month, you can update them from a 77 to an 80. Go back, go if back they're four, dominating. Okay, go back four years. You're yep. now 23. Yep. Would you be upset as you are now? No. <laughs> I didn't pay as much attention to basketball. I, I enjoyed basketball, mm-hmm. but now that it's become part of my job to uh-huh. love and and Analyze. do analysis on this game. 
Like the little things do bug me a lot more. And, and yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a lot of hilarious comments because I'm mm-hmm. taking this way too seriously. But it's just one of those things where it's like you can give Anthony Bennett an eighty because he was the number one pick. No, I give him a zero because he's a bust. No, 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 no. By by two K logic, he would get an eighty. What would Darko be? Probably a 78, 79. <laughs> but you yeah. got to give him a five-point boost because he got a ring before LeBron. That's true. So some, at the end of that rookie year. some Like a great friend of ours once said, Dave, some would say Darko Milicic is the best player from that draft class because he was the first one to get a ring. It's a bold first, statement. First one to get a ring from that draft class. It's a but, bold statement. I mean, yeah, I just look at it. I mean, a few things. First off, you got to sell games. And how do you sell games? You have players who are highly rated. I know people are going to be on the same side as you mm-hmm. and say, "I don't want that anymore. I want a more evened out. I want a more even." I just out think there's league. a there's a larger scale between mm-hmm. 96, 96 is the highest, right? Uh, ninety six and mm-hmm. Kevin Durant and the worst bench player in the league. Like, if, I'm just serious. You know, I think there's a much wider range there. Mm-hmm. That's in my mind from ninety six to the the worst bench player in this game is probably like a sixty nine. Like that's not far enough. Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. The thing I also you look can't play seventies on your bench. You'll lose. I know you, you can't win a championship with seventies on that bench. You can't. You just you can't. And Game I logic mean, does not allow. I look at it and I just I think you gotta sell games and especially with the rookies like Fultz and Ball. Ball more than Fultz because he got injured in summer league and we didn't get to see a full sample right. from him. After seeing what Ball did in the summer league, I'd be like fucking fine with an eighty. And because of faults and how much hype there is around him and that team, I'm fine with an 80 to start. Only because I'm hyped about these rookies. And I, I mean, am too. Like, let's be honest. But if Lonzo was a 75 yep. and Fultz was a 74, let's be honest. You, no, you can't put the number two would, over the number one. You would sit there. I did. You would sit there and you would be like, great. I got to play. I got to go through yes. basically a crap year with Lonzo just to get him to an 80. Yeah. Just to you get him to an that. 80. You gotta earn that. LeBron James didn't come in the league with an eighty-five, with an eighty-nine, with an with a ninety. See, and that's, that ain't that ain't the game. That's another thing. When you go, LeBron didn't do your disrespect. I don't think the older players give a crap though. I think Dwight old, Howard's a little hurt. The older players, Swaggy P's is seventy-four. The older players don't give a crap. Like LeBron and KD, they don't give a crap that Lonzo's an eighty. Are you telling me that like the majority of this first round is gonna be better than Swaggy P? I mean, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, the majority of it will be in their rookie year. P. Yeah. In their rookie year, you're gonna mm-hmm. say that. All right, I will throw down money. Like especially Lonzo and Fultz. The no, two no, that I'm, are I'm not saying one and two. I'm not saying Swaggy P is the best player, and I wouldn't draft Swaggy mm-hmm. P in this draft. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, you pick out a player. Obviously, there are going to be some bucks. an average bench player, mm-hmm. and, and you go, all right, well, that that guy's never Swaggy P is also playing on the best team. So he doesn't have to do much. He just has to fit his role. No, I understand. I, I'm just going with mm-hmm. the, like, you take an average bench player, and then we yeah. go, all right, well, they're, they're 75. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to tell me that the top 15 rookies are above you. Is is that reasonable? I mean, if the top three, like, mo- look at the most of the top 15 rookies. They're going to yeah. start. Not most, all of them. Not all. Like, Jason Tatum's one that comes to my mind. JT's right not. Darren Fox is not. But, I mean, look at on any, like, if J.T. and De'Aaron Fox weren't on their respective teams and were on a different team. Let's put it this way. If De'Aaron Fox was on the Mavericks instead of Dennis Smith, yeah. De'Aaron Fox would be starting. No, I'm just saying. If it, J.T. was on the Suns. It's a slight because we're going to see yeah. a lot of these bus players. Do you mm-hmm. think Dragon Bender? Do you think he is as high as he was last year? No. Exactly. Do you think Justice Winslow? I mean, he's better than his rookie season, but he's not that great. 
Now he wasn't. No, he's he, not he, that he's still, he's, like, still, he's still bad. But, but it doesn't matter because his rookie season, he was a 77 coming yeah. out. So it's like, really? You, I, you think he's that much better than people? I don't mind it because in the end— I just end, get over the hype game. In the end, the way I look at it is after a year, the entire landscape of your franchise changes anyways. Well, that's because, if you have, like, the trades way Because high. you screw it over by trading, and then yeah. the computer doesn't know how to trade. Well, that's why I They'll always trade like just computer crap trades, to each like, other. awful. Like, you, you just— Knock yeah, that all the way down so that it doesn't I, happen. I still have it on the moderate just because I want it to seem like spicy. Yeah, I want I want to shift around because I don't want it to be like it. Like if I wanted to play what was going to you happen play hard in real mode. life, you go up against that Warriors no, team as is for no, the next if four I, years. If I wanted to play like it was in the NBA, I'd be an NBA player. I want to go out. I, I want to see the shakeups. I want to. Go I like to micro. Into free I, I like agent. to get like the the GM mode is my jam, man. Like that's. I know. I like do. to control the game, and I think that's. Dave a don't ton like of fun. playing the games. He just likes putting I don't. the team together. I don't. I will. I, I play two K the other way, and then he gets mad when the team doesn't win the finals. I mean, they were stacked. Yeah, it when, when you happened. don't win the finals, when you have LeBron James, you don't win. Two K. I'm looking at you for some balance changes here. <laughs> but this is where let's turn the conversation on to you guys. Let us know down below. Do you care? Is that this just Lonzo a stupid topic? It's not a stupid topic. It's Am not. I overreacting because a little bit? Because I will say that they're more condensed in rating. They're so much, they're so grouped together. I just don't have a problem with it because I, I get that you got to sell games and you got to get people hyped for it. But I want to know what you guys think. What do you think of the ratings? Are people rated too high? Are the rookies rated too high? Should they be lower? Let us know down below in the comment section. Also, thank you guys for listening either to the individual segment, the full podcast on YouTube, or on Blog Talk Radio, giving us, Dave and I, a little piece of your time. Sean will hopefully be back next week. Yeah, unless he's got another concert to go well, to. Hopefully, hopefully, he do, hopefully he does not, because I'm telling you this, and Sean, if you're watching, I'm telling you right now, we're not putting those rankings on hold much longer. We are doing shooting guards next week, and we are completing these rankings. Rankings, rankings. Rankings, rankings. We we only, we only put the rankings on hold for Sean this week. So next week, if Sean's not here, we're just going to continue without him. Yep. We'll just continue on through. But I want to thank you guys for either watching and listening. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.